Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and The Zog Boy. Today's episode is She-Ra. She-Ra. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Content Breaker. Um, today, we are actually missing a person. Uh, Kells has some family stuff he has to take care of. Best wishes, buddy. Um, but we are still joined by Static, strangely Hello. entertaining, and Hello. Uh, Mizog, and we are here to talk about Shira and the Princesses of Power. Yes, Mizog. You strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, me, so Zog yeah. and me, Static, same? Oh. Yes. Fire. <laughs> me want milkshake. Um, yeah, so Shira, like, like you got me to watch this, um, which yes. I was very hesitant to do, only because I didn't want to. But <laughs> I did, and I gotta say, I enjoyed it. It was a fun very fun ride with a very interesting story. Oh yeah, I it's a <clears throat> sorry. It's one of those uh Dreamworks Netflix originals kind of like Voltron or a Kipo Age of the Wonder Beast and whatnot. Um I think it came out in between those two actually. So it was like the second or third one that they had actually Dreamworks had actually done. Um Better than Voltron. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't I was let, gonna say they didn't let I it stretch out too long. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed this more than Voltron. Like, there was a period where I had to take a hot minute, like a hot break away from it, just because so many watching something so consecutively as a binge is always hard for me. So I had to take a break away from it. But like, I did come back to this, unlike. Yeah. Voltron, where I just stopped on episode or like season three. You stopped somewhere halfway and through and then just never again. I just wikied the ending to be a hundred percent honest with you. Of Voltron, <laughs> and I was uh, like, I had high hopes. I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch this. Honestly, like, well, to be fair, the ending of Voltron is a complete ass pull, whereas this one is kind of logical. Yeah, to the no, that's fair. to the world that it's set up. Speaking of the world. Uh, quick description for those who don't know of it. Um, She-Ra is basically a war-torn planet between two factions. Uh, an invading force called the Horde. And the people who actually live on their planet, um, which are, is ruled by many different kingdoms and many different princesses. No parents. Yeah. No parents. Parents, no parents don't exist in kids shows, except for like one or parents. two. One or so two. So, are we sure maybe. this yeah. wasn't made by Disney? <laughs> no, it is DreamWorks. But hmm. anyway, uh, they call the the uh, good side, quote unquote, is known as the Princess Alliance, specifically because of all the kingdoms and the princesses and everything. But it's a the show is a big mix of magic technology. And a big update from what was uh, uh, originally made in the 1980s, I believe, 1985. 
I couldn't tell you the first thing about the first series of Shira. All in all, it, it existed. It was definitely in the eighties. It came out around that He Man era. Um, it came to actually be like the He Man for us, or for women. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I do think originally for the nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighties one. You're correct. That is all it was for. Uh, this one seems to be more geared toward anyone who wants to watch it. Yes. Like, I will say that is the truth, I would say. Um, this one definitely feels more of a more of a like one for everybody. And you're right. It was 1985 when the original Shiro Princess of Power came out. <laughs> um, we got like there was a lot of parallels like. Well, maybe not a lot. It's just like the design basically was somewhat similar. But this was definitely a more, I want to say, kid Shira opposed to like the older Shira we got in the 80s. Like definitely that was more of an adult woman to this being a child. Yeah, mm-hmm. She's like 17, I think. 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Plus, I used to think plus, that Shira uh, was He Man's wife. Uh, <laughs> sister, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's something creepy. But anyway, uh, yeah, in this one, He Man isn't a thing at all. It's all about Shira. Um, Which and I actually find funny. I thought they would have, like, uh, put out a He-Man cartoon before they put out a Shira one, but you know, here I am being wrong, I guess. Well, there was a He-Man reboot in 2003 that bombed. There was a reboot in 2003. It bombed? I thought that was pretty popular. It got like, well, it's popular with like our generation because the only people I know of who actually know about that show are people in our generation. True. Otherwise, uh, the only people I the only other people I've seen or heard talk about it uh, kind of say it sucked and that they watched like the first season and then just stopped. And the hmm. second season was like cut short and yeah, it jumped the shark in like episode one. <laughs> but anyway, um, with this version of Shira, instead of just being a part of like the whole He-Man universe, it seems like this one's like the jumping off point for any other potential spinoffs because um, as you come to realize throughout the show it started out in a different universe uh, some of these characters are actually aliens who are br- who were to this planet uh, as infants or just cast out there and yeah, the planet's being kept in another dimension oh. until, like, the final season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll... That did happen. Yeah. But, yeah, um... Once it finally gets... Once all of that gets righted and the planet ends up in another dimension... In the actual dimension it's supposed to be in... Uh... You get this... It's the final season. You get this cra- crazy space adventure full of crazy ass magic and everything. It goes very Sailor Moon in the final season. <laughs> oh, I was, I was getting Sailor Moon vibes from episode one when, uh, or episode 
two, I believe. Yeah, oh, two. Yeah. Well, that tr- that transformation sequence is very much Sailor Moon inspired. Mm-hmm. Which I'm here for, you know. Like, it always, like, kind of bums me out when I see, like, the transformation scenes and stuff. And then, like, they don't look exactly like they did when they're active. I'm like, where did all her hair go, sadness? <laughs> yeah. But, eh. Sometimes the animation just needs to cut a little corners. <laughs> true, true. So, like, in terms of characters... Would you say that Shira has like, like it's got a colorful think, cast, very like, colorful. Like I saw yeah. so many colors, I was like, whoa. Hmm. Uh, Would you say that Shira is kind of like, like does does it do a good job of like expanding upon like everybody, or is it just kind of tapered uh, to Shira's development? Oh uh, no. It's- Shira or Adora, as her civilian or actual name is, which because apparently Shira is just like a pass it down, pass the powers down in a line of succession kind of thing. You say you feel sorry for Adora? Yeah. Why? Why is her name Adora? That's it's not making fun of her name. I was like, wow, her parents were interesting. Her parent was Shadow Weaver. Yeah, Channel parents. We don't do parents around Shadow well, okay, Weaver okay, adopted okay, okay. her. Well, if Shadow her. Weaver is like her adopted mother, whatever, like uh, as far as I know, like don't quote me on that. Well, <laughs> no, that's, that's why basically name it. her Adora. <laughs> well, would you not name her like Destructo or something like that? I don't know, like for the evil. Mm, you know what? Sometimes the writers just have to say, fuck it. We're just going to, it wouldn't make any sense and we'd have to change the name anyway. Why put extra work into things? True, true. But no, so, uh, honestly, uh, Shira kind of lives and dies on the side characters. <laughs> uh, Adora's fine as she is, but it's really all the people around her that make the show interesting. Except for Glimmer. <laughs> well, that's just your opinion, sir. Why yes, do you it hate is, but I'm strong. Tell me, right now. <laughs> Tell me right now, why do you hate Glimmer? Actual reasons. Honestly, um... I'm just, I'm constantly annoyed and pissed off at everything she has done and said, basically, especially in season four. That don't get me wrong. It was all in character. It was all, everything was actually uh, presented in a logical way. You can actually believe everything she did. No, (laughs) it it just infuriated me. So especially like, when it? everyone around her is saying like, no, this is a stupid question. You know, the person you that you're listening to has a history of, you know, manipulating, abusing and killing people. Why are you still listening to them? Yes. And we're talking about um, Hordak, correct? Shadow Weaver. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Um, Shadow Weaver is just stupid in general. Yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't like who she ended up with. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> I felt like he deserved better. I'm going to be he honest does. with you. He does. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest I want him to get with Flower Girl, um, who's, I think her name's Flora. I know Perfuma. I'm being super transparent right now. Perfuma. Perfuma. Yeah. yeah, I wanted that um, greatly, but it didn't happen, which was I was kind of bummed about, um, honestly. 
Um, speaking of him, I feel like a bow. Talking about like you know, the archer character. of the group. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like Bo was really like that driving force that kept like I feel like he did more for Shira than like anybody else by just simply believing in her and like always being understanding opposed to other side characters. Yeah. I mean, you can easily make the argument that he's just trying to see the best in everybody, which isn't inherently a bad thing. It just leaves you open to someone potentially manipulating you. But in the same token, T's not one to take shit lying down. (laughs) If someone messes with uh, people he cares about, he's usually the first person to jump in and do something about it. So, no, overall, he's a good character. That's not to say he doesn't face his fair share of uh, strife in the the show, but most of it seems to be more, like, (laughs) emotion-based. Like, oh, everybody's having a hard time. I can't help them, even though he really, really wanted to. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I definitely, if I had to pick a favorite character, I definitely would not pick Shura. I would have to go with either Bo or, dear Lord, um, (laughs) what is his name? What is his name? Um, Oh, Seahawk. Tell me. Yes. Seahawk was great. The, the, the show, the episode I saw, I'm like, this guy's a hoot. I hope he sticks around. Uh, yeah, he, he's no. reoccurring. Cool. cool. I Actually, love Seahawk. One of my favorite, as much as I uh, don't like Glimmer in season four, uh, one of my favorite episodes is a big one for her uh, and She-Ra. The friendships are on the rocks and Bo's can't is having a hard time dealing with it. Seahawk takes him and uh, the horse Swift Wind out for like a guy's night, just to relax, just to oh unwind gosh, and everything. Really? But <laughs> yeah. Seahawk's uh, love interest, Mermista, is mm-hmm. down in the dumps because her kingdom got annihilated. And he wants to pick her back up as well. So he arranges a fake kidnapping. Yes, because those always go well. Oh, yeah. It turns out to be a real kidnapping. <laughs> oh. Uh, and the only way he has of communicating with anyone is to try to squawk a message to a seagull and hope it carries it to Mermista. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? like uh, Yeah. I mean, the episode's hilarious all because of what Seahawk does. Um, but by, of course, by the time the princesses get there to rescue everybody, um, Seahawk has been, has already sung a she sea shanty. God Mm -hmm. damn it. (laughs) Never thought that would be a tongue twister. Um, but when Mermista, who hates the she, those songs, sea shanties. Yeah. Those songs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I can't say that tonight. Um, she turns it into a rock ballad for the fight, and it sounds amazing. Like, I was sad to see. I mean, I guess we're going to see, like, you know, them to get, like, so, like you said, his girlfriend, Seahawk. Um, like, I wanted to know if they ever, like, end all, be all, but since we didn't see them in, like, the future fast forward, I was kind of like, did they make it? Like, what happened? You know? Oh, yeah, they did. We saw... <laughs> 
Yeah, like I, I mean, was really mad. Like of all the people we saw in the like future, it was a glimmer, and I'm just like, girl, like I I don't care about you like, <laughs> at all. Like, okay, you know, I gave you shit about hating glimmer, but like here I am, like doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I just the it's really easy to hate glimmer, just because mm-hmm. clearly some of the things she's doing just doesn't make sense when you have a big picture when you're looking at the big picture it you know it makes sense to her <laughs> so it's just really easy to get frustrated with it but at the same time I'm like not, you're a queen you need to look at the big picture and you're not <laughs> I'm not dealing with you Bo deserved better <laughs> he did he did um, so, but that also means he's a king True. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't think about it like that. Um, I mean, literally, who isn't royalty at this point, though? Like, technically, Seahawk is a king as well. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> he is. True. Like, yeah. if him and Homegirl stay together, like, Adora. I mean, it's basically like every uh, female character who lived on that planet was a princess. Was a princess. Except for like Catra and Shadow Weaver. <laughs> It was like Adventure Time. Everybody's a everybody is like a princess of something or a little bit, yeah. Well, Shira wasn't a princess. Uh, Shira is literally the princess of power. I mean, yeah. Like, I was gonna say, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but like, she's not like a princess of a like tangible thing. Yeah. I mean, neither is Glimmer. Hers is just Damn. magic. <laughs> I thought you meant because our place got destroyed, but like. <laughs> No, they rebuilt that. The True. kingdom's still there. But uh yeah. I mean, yeah, even Adorus uh actually says it says the line herself, I'm only a princess when I transform. So True. I'm guessing True. in the, I'm guessing in this world, princesses are just the ones with magical powers. Which is fair, you know. I mean like, it sounds about right though. Bowen Bowen Seahawk Hawk aren't princes because they don't have any magical powers. They're just the best, most useful characters. We also don't see any princes in the entire show. I don't think they exist. I don't think they do either. Uh, this uh, alliance really lucked it out that all their uh, generals have magic powers. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know who I, like, kind of hate it as well? Shadow Weaver. Again, <laughs> easy to hate. <laughs> She's basically the evil stepmother just with Maleficent thrown in there. And Shadow there's her powers. Whole, Ooh. <laughs> I mean, there's her whole alter ego, which is like Light Spinner. Yeah, like, that's the name she went by before the Dark Magic. <laughs> yeah, like, which was really weird. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't understand. I, I just, I don't know. Like, Shadow Weaver's whole character art, which is kind of stupid to me. I'm like, I don't know. Like... It, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one that's hard to get behind just because it's trying to point a clearly irreparable and unforgivable character in a different light when all I want to do is hate them. (laughs) But eh, I can almost see where they're coming from. It's basically just a how did we get here kind of thing. And now that we're here, now that we know about it, what does it mean for what she's doing now? And you can easily make a 
comparison to like it's a story about addiction if you want to uh spin it in a different way yeah that's the thing about a lot of these characters a lot of their stories uh can be viewed as allegories for something else yeah like you know absolute power corrupts absolutely or something like that yeah. i mean with both uh adora and catra you can they're both child soldiers, and one of the anytime one of them did something wrong, another would get punished. So, manipulation, abuse, all of that stuff—it's all touched yeah. on without explicitly spelling it out for the audience. Yeah, it's it's super messed up. Like it's it's like the psychological point of Shira is very very interesting like because i would say that you have aspects of well like you just said abuse that is clear when it comes to shadow weaver and adora and um catra catra thank you (laughs) um and you have like things where is there truly redemption for that like abuse like with what she does like does that redeem her for all the abuse that she calls catra and to me no the way the show presents it it doesn't really give an answer it's just she pulls a Darth Vader and dies (laughs) but right after that the people who were close to her being adoring catcher are just like can't believe that actually happened I can't believe she did that oh wait planet is dying yeah we should probably fix this (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. That's all there is. I mean, to me, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I got that little bit of, like, like, I would never say abuse is okay. And just because, like, they're your parents or anything, you should always love them. I am not a believer in that in any format. But I do believe that, like, there is most parents, most have a very strong draw to loving their children and I feel like Shadow Weaver was a shit parent for 99.9% of her raising or whatever you want to call it Catra and Adora mostly Catra but I feel yeah but I feel like that moment where she tells Catra that she was proud of her like was that her like at the end like that niche like that type of how would you even explain that instinct to be a parent kind of shine? So I really liked the way that happened because I could have just killed her off without anything ever happening. It could have been like that. It could have been like a Ruby Adam death. Oh, um, God. Where they <laughs> just get a promising like, character and just throw him in the trash can. <laughs> yes. I'm glad we got to see, you know, the end of Shadow Weaver. I'm yeah. glad we got to see. Like a good conclusion, and I'm glad we got to see some closure for that instead of her just falling to her doom and everybody being like, We're together now because yeah. we murdered someone. Which is, anyway, we'll save that for another podcast. But yeah. it, it's all kinds I'm of glad weird. they didn't go that route. Yeah. I'm also glad they kind of kept it ambiguous in the end, anyway, just because <laughs> you can easily make the argument of the other side just to say, like, this was her final. Uh, manipulation of them. <laughs> she knew she wasn't going to get what she wanted, so she just fell back on what she knew and just um, basically uh, her last actions were just like, good luck talking shit about me to your therapist now. 
kind of kind of moment. Yeah, I mean that whole "you're welcome" at the end could have been like I I don't know. Like I just the fact that she took off her mask to say I don't know. I don't feel like I, that was. I feel like it was meant to be a last minute kind of like a not redemption, but like I said, pulling a Vader, doing one good act to uh, try and show uh, the people the person suffering for you that you cared. But eh, I don't know. It it's left ambiguous enough that anyone can make any kind of conclusion out of it, which I think is for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I would say overall, like favorite characters definitely Bo. Um second favorite characters Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, honestly I was gonna say the same thing. No, 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 it's Seahawk. It's Bo, Seahawk, then Scorpio. I'm sorry, Scorpio is a giant cinnamon bun. I, you have to love her. And then Mermaia or Mermista. Mermista. And then Catra. And then the dead mother. And then. The Angelica? Horse. Yes. Um, hmm. Then the horse. Then really, the horse is part of this. Okay. Yes, I, I was love not expecting Sith Win. That. I do. I like Sith Win. Okay. Down my face. Yeah. Okay. And no, then Adora. I'm just surprised. I, <laughs> I have the exact opposite feelings about that horse. He I mean, was good comical really for me. Honestly, to me, he had one good line. Otherwise, he was a bu- just like a step or two above Glimmer. <laughs> what was the line? Don't you do that to him? What was the line? <laughs> um. It was when uh, Adora went to meet Raz, who was basically the Yoda of this series, except yes. time is affected weird by her. Um, she experiences time weird. Anyway, uh, Adora's trying to talk to Raz. Swifter and just walks in. She asks where he's doing, and he's just like, oh, I visit Raz all the time. You gotta visit old ladies in the woods every now and again. Adora, come on, have a heart. That one got a legit laugh out of me. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. I got but besides that, I, I saw. there was nothing he did that I actually cared about. That's fair. What about you, Strange? Did you have a favorite character? Um. So far, it would definitely have to be Seahawk because I literally just—that uh, was the last episode I was able to see. Um. And I you know did. everything's going to end in a fiery explosion with him. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, try not to set this boat on fire. He's like, no promises. <laughs> we, we need to sail back, so don't ruin this one. <laughs> you should probably take me off this boat. I love him. Um, Mazal, did you say who your favorite character was, even though I'm pretty sure I know who it is? Uh, honestly, last time has gone. When the show ended, my favorite character. When I finished watching the show, uh, which was shortly after season five came out, um, my favorite character was obvious to me. It was clearly only one person. As time has gone by and I've had time to think about it, and less obvious to me. Like, honestly, I feel like Marmista is kind of like my spirit animal <laughs> at times. That's fair. I, yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. She's like, ugh, whatever, I don't care. Like, I, I do not... <laughs> Like, I am a strong believer of, like you said earlier, the side characters, like, kind of push this. Like, I I have a hard time putting anybody over Seahawk and Bo. Like, Mermista 
in Scorpion, Scorpion, Scorpia. Yeah, Scorpia are a strong three and four though, but like, like you said, Strange, like Seahawk, literally funniest character, Bo, literally best boy. So I'm just like, yeah. I, I gotta give it to like one of those, and you yeah. know, like, I mean, even with all that, I still like, kind of have to give some credit to Catra. I love Catra. Her story is amazing to me, and honestly, it's one of the best redemption arcs. It's not Zuko level amazing, but it's it's up there. I did want to bring it's like this a up, step or two below. I I can't. I'm not. So I remember once you said, and I finished. I went back this weekend, and I finished. I don't know how. I had a busy weekend, but I finished. Um, whatever this is called, Shira. Yeah, and you had said that like. Catra's redemption arc was on par with Loxus's. I cannot agree with that statement. No disrespect <laughs> Which, to you. That's fair. But like, as time has I gone, I, as time has gone by, I've looked at it and I've been like, I was probably just wrapped up in this a lot because it is a really good show. Yeah, it's but, good, and her redemption is top tier. But like, literally under Zuko, who had the best character redemption arc, I said it. <laughs> I mean, is Loxus. There's no no disagreements here. Is is Loxus at strong number two? Because I'm rewatching Fairy Tale and I just finished the Thunder Palace arc. Yeah. And, and I'm like, how did this guy become a hero again? <laughs> like, and honestly, um, the only reason I knock Loxus down so much is because there's such a big cast that the pacing for it is so uneven. I could like I, yeah, I that's fair. I love Loxus. Like one day we will have to do a podcast. I want Strange to write this down. Like we will do a podcast about character redemption arcs. I mean, Don't we have a we'll get to that to later. That? But yeah, we'll get to the other ideas and all that shit later. But yeah, <laughs> nah. I, honestly, I loved how um, for character's character, I loved how it was basically her just trying to make her way <laughs> the whole time. And shit just kept going wrong, kept going wrong, kept going wrong. The hard parts to root for her are where she's just like, you know what? Everything's going wrong, so I'm going to double, triple, and quadruple down without ever leaving uh, the evil side. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was really waiting for her. I was like, okay, girl, you can be good now. And she's like, nope, still just going to do more evil. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she honestly, right, nope. although I. One thing I do love about it is that I've heard many people talk about um, talk about if they had a chance, they would basically, if they could flip a switch, rewrite everything, and just make everything okay, they would. There's actually a scene where Catra does this, and everything falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, show you. <laughs> kinda. Uh and her situation is basically seeing like, yeah, these situations are relatable and everything, but when you lash out and you act out in these destructive ways, all that's going to come from it is more of that destruction. True. Like, so. which was a good lesson to like learn. It was like, I'm really a big fan of those things where it's like, um, like the most simplistic way I can put it is the fairly odd parents where. Like, Timmy's like, I wish Vicky was never my babysitter. And then his life is just 
exponentially worse. Oh, Wouldn't that be like the grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. It's the monkey spa. Careful what you wish for. Otherwise, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. I thought the monkey's paw was seen out evil. No. No, no, that's... That's, a, that's oh, something no. different. <laughs> that's oh, that's no. a different monkey thing. Bit. Um, so, like, I think that Shira is definitely one of the better DreamWorks, um, like, recent things. It Like, I haven't watched Kipo. Like, I would say... I'd recommend I have it. to watch Kipo. Yeah, I heard, I, need, I heard good things about it. Yeah, no, definitely need to watch the key of the Poe. Um, but definitely, like, I like what Shira did in the terms of, granted, it was probably following its predecessor, but I like what Shira did in the terms of mix, mixing magic and technology. Like, yeah. you had just kind of straight up, like, technology with um, Tetra, or sorry, Entrapta. Entrapta, yes. I don't know who Tetra is. But, um, is that a person? I don't um, think so. Okay. Yeah. No, Entrapta is awesome. I like Entrapta. Yeah. Also, a part um, of the, one of the weirdest ships I have ever seen. And I'm still here it? for it. <laughs> Her okay, and Hordak. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> still here for it, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, if, like, I mean, sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, but anyway, so, like, yeah, it does, like, you have the mystic arts of, like, Shira's power and the princesses and all this, and then you find Intaptra, who is literally, like, I'm going to just utilize science. I got fancy hair that is my superpower, but, like, how do things work, you know? Like, I, and also, it gives you that kind of Dr. Stone vibe that science isn't in... Like, it isn't good or evil. It's, it's like just not intrinsically. Yes. So uh, yeah. I feel like that's Entrapta's character. It yeah, kind of Entrapta and uh, um, Shadow Weaver. They're both. I kinda, mean, Shadow Weaver's kind of evil though. She like. she herself is evil, but it's she's the evil magic person, whereas the majority of the good people are magic. And the majority of the evil people are science, whereas Entrapta, who has gone back and forth on the sides, all she cares about was the science. And she did a lot of good and mild evil. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, like, I don't know. I don't agree with anything Homegirl did with her evil. But, like, I don't feel like it was intentionally evil. Like, or maybe it was, you know? No. Maybe she's just a bitch. No, she she even says it herself. She doesn't know how to deal with people. She doesn't understand any of that. All she knows is science and machines and technology and stuff like that. And she's fascinated by it. So that's what she likes to explore. She doesn't realize that she's hurting anybody. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of dumb. Like, but not that I'm saying, like, she's dumb. I'm just saying, like, that's very, like... That's a very toxic behavior, but she needs to account for. Like, I can do a whole character thesis about these characters, but, you know, that's another podcast. That's part of the fun that we don't have time for. (laughs) True. Maybe we might get a spinoff, though, because of Shira's success. Like, if we get a, like, they can try and do He-Man again. I mean, in the finale, uh, 
their world is back into the the actual universe. We've had plenty of mentions of Eternia and everything, which is where He-Man takes place. And and the main four are talking about jumping in a ship and flying off into the war into the universe to try and bring magic back. <laughs> so, possibilities for a He-Man sequel. And Good. I'm here for it. Good. I'd be here for it. If nothing I, I else, think I everybody more will than be me. here for it. Yeah. If nothing Hopefully. else, I get more of some of these characters. So, I'm here for it. Yeah. So, we'll see what, like, the future of He-Man hat or, like, the Shira spinoffs, but... So if we do get a He-Man spinoff with that, how would that work though? Because Shira and He-Man are siblings. In the original one, yeah, but they were also They'll separated for different. the longest time. So, like the True. He-Man series came out first, and then the She-Ra series came out later, and both of them were separate for a while until uh, they combined series and became He-Man and She-Ra, or whatever. So, yeah. It's possible. It's just some things are gonna have to be re- reworked a bit. But it's a reboot, and that's so where like, the curiosity comes. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, but for the time being, you know, we will possibly give you guys more Shira content over on our YouTube. So make sure you check that out at Content Breaker. We got big things coming, things dropping, things should already be there. So go and check those out. But um, for more of this podcast and other things, you can find us at Content Breaker on the Spotify, on the iTunes, on the YouTube music, wherever podcatchers are heard. And you can also check our other product, uh, your typical show and protagonist at Twitter on URTSP and Content Breaker at Content Breaker on the Twitter um, you can find me at Static Dreads with a Z on Twitter because that's where I am. Um, Strange also has stuff. I do. You can find me at Strangely Entertaining, all one word on the Twitterverse. And then you can also find me on YouTube where I do eventually upload videos every now and then. Please go check out the Sonic 06 playthrough. It is a hoot. Yay, stuff. Yes. I am also in that. And you can find Zog. Are you, Zog, what are you doing? Do we have stuff coming? I am, things happening? I am here right now. Um, there might be some YouTube stuff coming. I'm working through uh, <gasps> some ideas and everything. I just don't know how I want to make it happen. Well, well we so for now, you find me here. <laughs> Thank yes. you guys for joining us. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.